You're listening to the Dwell on These Things podcast, a regular dose of Christ-centered encouragement to put your mind in a better place. Listen in as Pastor John Stonge shares Bible studies, interviews, training, and some of his most recent sermons. We're glad to have you with us today. You're listening to the Dwell on These Things podcast. I'm John Stonge, and today we have a very special guest with us today. We have Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alveda King is the daughter of the late slain civil rights activist, Reverend A.D. King, and the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. She currently serves as a Fox News Channel contributor and the host of Alveda King's House on Fox Nation, and she's the 2021 recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. And Dr. King, we are so grateful to have you on the podcast with us today. Welcome. Thank you for your viewers, your listeners, John, and I'm so glad to chat with you today. Oh, we're so grateful to have you with us. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about your background and your faith in Jesus Christ and, and how that developed over the course of your life and, and really how, how you've been shaped by your background. Actually, I was born into a Christian family. People know my famous uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., and his history. However, my dad, his brother, worked very closely with him in ministry and in the civil rights movement. My grandparents, Daddy King and Mama King, my mother is a civil rights activist and Christian woman today. So I was born into a Christian family in 1951, rescued from abortion by my granddaddy. My mother wanted to get the abortion and she didn't. Then I was born. So I've lived 70 years so far. Mm -hmm. I was born again in 1983. Mm -hmm. And I became at that time a voice for abundant life from the womb to the tomb. So that's just a little bit about me. A lot of people don't know. I'm also a Christian entertainer, I guess. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I have a show on Fox Nation called mm-hmm. Alveda King's House, and I cook. We have a little music and conversation. And I just did a song with Kathy Lee Gifford, Your Way Yahweh, a song that I wrote. And so I produce music and films, the film Roe v. Wade. I, I'm in a little romantic comedy, First Lady by <laughs> Nina May, and that's a lot of fun. So those are some of the things that I do, but I affirm life from the womb to the tomb, and it has to be abundant life. It just must be that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Abundant life in Christ. Now, and, and by the way, you're, I mean, you're so busy. You're doing a whole bunch of things. You know, the Lord's given you gifts and talents that you're using in a variety of ways. And, and one of the things that I've, I've noticed about you is I, I really feel like you're a gifted teacher and encourager. That seems to be something that, that you're trying to use your life to do. And so one of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast is how we as believers in Christ can start training our minds to think about the things that the Lord wants us to think about. So as you're gifted with your teaching and, and encouraging, and as you're pouring into the lives of other people, how do you also pour into your own life and your own walk with Christ? What does that look like for you? There's a lovely song, and you may not have heard it. It's probably a pretty old song. But it says, uh, build your hope on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. And so when I think about things that do change, we've had a lot of COVID. You can maybe see I'm, I'm speaking to you from my home rather than a studio because of COVID. A lot mm-hmm. of studio work stopped for a while. It's coming back. So some things do change. And we do pray, 
but we remain encouraged that God loves us. I was a college professor for 19 years. I'm in school right now, finishing up a new PhD myself. Somebody says, you always learning. I <laughs> hope so. So as we learn, we remember the love of God. We have faith, we have hope, we have love. And as we hold on to that through difficult times, that is the way that we can remain positive. My uncle was shot in 68, Martin Luther King Jr. My dad was killed in 69, Reverend A.D. King. My grandmother was shot playing the organ in church mm. in 1974. And people say, well, aren't you bitter? Aren't you angry? Aren't you scared? Well, the Bible says fear not and to love each other. And interestingly enough, if you think about it, even Job, when we read the book of Job, God healed Job when he prayed for his friends. So if you don't have any friends, friends, <laughs> let God first be your friend and try to fear not and to share love and hope and faith with others. That's very, very important. That's a powerful message, and it's particularly powerful when you think about some of the things that you experienced as a young woman with all of this tragedy and, and all of these things that, that took place in your life. It's hard for most of us to imagine what that must have been like to go through, but it's also amazing to see the, the redemptive hand of God at work in your life, producing fruit from your life, and, and just words seasoned with grace as you, you think about these things, one of the things I often think about, and I, I'd love to get your perspective on this. So growing up, I had a lot of hope that by this season of history, that we would be over our racial division, that we would be over those conflicts, that that would be the type of thing that, that we wouldn't be still arguing about and upset about and, and all sorts of things. And there are some people that are voices of hope and voices of encouragement that, that produce unity. But there are other voices in our, our world that really produce a lot of division. And I wonder, what, what's your advice to us? How can we produce more racial unity and more um, just love between people as, as we seek to reflect on the fact that we're, we're all children of God? What does that look like? What, what do you think the counsel your father, your uncle would give to us in a time like this? How could you encourage us in that kind of direction? If you visit com, you'll see some of my messages and my works. Also, my pro-life ministry, speakforlife.org. Mm -hmm. And one thing, critical race theory, for example, everybody's talking about now, hey, do we teach about a critical race? Don't we? I would say yes, for what reason? There is a critical race, but think about it. It's the human race. It's not <laughs> the skin color races that, and that's socially engineered. Making up a race by skin color is so unscriptural and so unscientific. I At agree. 1726, a one blood God made all people. Mm -hmm. That's why we actually can do what my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said, we must learn to live together as brothers. And I add as sisters mm -hmm. or perish together as fools. He didn't say cousins, neighbors, mm -hmm. anything like that. So we are one human race. Mm -hmm. So racial reconciliation means to repent, reconcile with God. God, we got it wrong. There's mm -hmm. one race, one blood. Mm -hmm. Anybody who says my race needs to get along with your race, that's all racist. That is a racist comment because mm -hmm. there's only one human race. I've got a nice that. piece on critical race theory. And that is how we can actually come together. And Paul, Apostle Paul, so forgetting those things that are behind us, don't pretend they didn't happen. 
Do not pretend that slavery did not occur in the United States. Do not pretend that abortion doesn't happen today or sex trafficking, human trafficking. All of that happens. Mm-hmm. But repent. Come together as brothers and sisters of one blood, one human race. And that really is the answer to racial reconciliation. So I'm saying, you know, there's a big movement. We have to have critical race theory. No, it's wrong. It's evil. There's one human race. That's the critical point. <laughs> I like that. And I, I, I like that message. And I wish more people understood that because so often it seems like we're just trying to compartmentalize each other and, and uh, create kind of like an us versus them mentality. And it really doesn't produce good fruit. It won't work. It, you it know, doesn't work. <laughs> John, think about this. The Tower of Babel in the mm-hmm. Bible, God did not divide the people by skin color. Right. He did it by language. Mm-hmm. And, but listen, I don't know. And some people say, Alvita, are you sure you're a Christian? Because this example, they're going to question it. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a show called Star Trek. It started in the 1960s <laughs> and it still exists, right? Yeah. So Captain Kirk's phone, uh, the flip was a flip phone. His communicator yeah. was a flip phone. Yep. So they could translate all the languages on their communicator. <laughs> well, guess what? Today, you can really, if you've got any kind of device at all, computer, flip phone, smartphone, you can put things in in one language and hear it in your language. Mm-hmm. So we can come together now, even with language. Which is amazing. Skin color is ethnicity. So if we can right. kind of practice that, it's and God divided people according to language, where language is coming back together. Yeah. Skin color was never designed to... It, divide us that's ethnicity and we should know each other's ethnicities and celebrate it i'm part african part irish and part native american the dna stuff proves that okay so what what race am i yeah i know that's a that's a good point you get it human you are human. yep absolutely yeah at this point now i you know when when you look back at at uh our our ancestry it's from all over the place. <laughs> so I, I mean, what, what do I, what do I even call myself at this point? Just a, a human, a child of God. And can I uh, make one more point on that? Poor Hitler. Please do. Poor Hitler. And that was terrible. And he did all those things to the Jews. It turns out that Hitler was part Jew and didn't want to be. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, it, it is amazing. And, you know? and there's a lot of irony in that, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Well, right now you have a new ministry that you're uh, supporting and and leading. Please tell us about that as well. Speak for life because it occurs to us and you can kind of test this and look at it. If something is forgotten about and not discussed for three generations, people will forget Hmm. that it ever happened, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So today what we have is a wonderful experience and it happens with me. I'm 70. I've got grandbabies. My youngest one just turned two. So how do I be, remain relevant and communicate with the young people? I sent a group text to everybody the other day, and the 10-year-old says, why am I getting this? I say, because one day you're going to grow up and you're going to want to know about this. So just read it. She says, oh, okay. And then she sends me something called TikTok. I was like, TikTok? What time? Looking for my watch, right? Yeah, right. Oh, no, 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 no. It's an app. It's an app. So we have to learn to communicate, and that's what Speak for Life does from the womb to the tomb teaching young people how to value human life, the one blood, one race. 
Mm-hmm. The little babies in the womb, the sick, the poor, the elderly, the rich. People forget about the rich people. They need help too. <laughs> so young, old, whatever. And, and then all these arguments about sexuality and all of this. And mm-hmm. one day you want to be a boy. One day you want to be a girl. All of that. Some things just need to be taught. Mm-hmm. If they're not taught, people forget. So at Speak for Life, we will be bringing to churches first and then say little clubs at all the schools, public and private, after school curriculum, information on a worldview that shows you how to live abundantly and to speak for life from the womb to the tomb. We're having a wonderful curriculum that we're going to make available to churches, Sunday schools, all of that. And then, like I say, some of the clubs and for extracurricular activities, for private public schools, homeschoolers. So that's one thing that Speak for Life is doing. We'll have opportunities. I'm hoping to travel all over the country, maybe not around the world anymore, I don't know, (laughs) and to share this type of message and to engage with young people. Lovely. That's uh, an important ministry, and thank you for investing your time to put that together and to facilitate that and lead that and really try to encourage the next generations with that information because it's very important. I wonder, as as we get close to finishing up our time together here, what kind of impact do you hope the Lord will use your life to make? There are so many songs that I learned as a little girl, and I write songs now, and in times like these, we need a Savior. Well, in every generation, in times like these, we need to make an impact. I want to say to everyone that's hearing your podcast, don't be shy about using this type of opportunity, social media, podcasts, et cetera. When the young people come in with something that looks new and strange, don't just shine it and say, go sit down and grow up. This is their moment along with our moment. We're breathing the same air. And as we're doing that, I want to encourage all of us to pray for each other. That's our healing. And to first Ask God to forgive us, then ask God to help us forgive others, and ask God to help us to forgive ourselves. Then that way we can love each other, and we literally can come together and live together and love each other as brothers and sisters, and we won't keep perishing, you know? So there's so much that's happening that's not good. However, we can do good. If you can do one good thing every day, one blessed thing, bless one person every day, that you're doing something major. Lovely. I love it. Well, Dr. King, thank you so much for joining us today on the Dwell on These Things podcast. It was truly an honor to have you with us. And I wonder, could you remind us again where people can go to learn more about you and your ministry and follow all the things that you're doing? Speak, F-O-R, speakforlife.org, Alveda King, A-L-V-E-D-A-K-I-N-G.com. All right, speakforlife.org or alvedaking.com. Be sure to stop by there and support Dr. King's wonderful and important ministry. Dr. King, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, John. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.